Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadley Boys, Michael Hamplet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also NXT, AW Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bigger quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture, as I said, that joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to Raw tonight, the go-home show ahead of Money in the Bank. And it's a stacked card for tonight. It's amazing what having to tape Raw in advance can do to a show. Yeah, quite remarkable that the only way we get a card like this is because Vince McMahon literally can't tear it up. Lest he cut the physical tape that, or the, the, cut, the digital copy that has already been submitted to USA Network out of the broadcast. I think um, Tony Soprano said remember when is the lowest form of conversation and i agree fundamentally but remember when like raw could do this every week yeah. remember when they could build something from one week to the next even though it was live on mondays where you had something happen and there was a cause and effect to that thing and then there would be a storyline ramification to describe the following i almost lament at the last the existence of the thunderdome because it's taken to the very, very end of it for us to get a raw that might actually have a little bit of structure. Shame it took them so long. Got there in the end. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned, though, this is the go-home show head of Money in the Bank. Next week's Raw will have fans. SmackDown will have fans this week. All very exciting. Uh, the big question heading into Money in the Bank, of course, is what's going on with Drew McIntyre and his sword? But we'll get to that. Uh, let's <laughs> start instead by talking about WWE champion Bobby Lashley. He faces Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship on Sunday. And tonight, he's going to murder Xavier Woods. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I like that we got here with this. So this Raw being taped, obviously at some point after last week's episode where this was supposed to be the match and then they switched it to a tag match. Yeah. I like that this is happening um, because presumably when Xavier Woods realised, you know, we, we kind of put him over as a creative type, uh, Bobby Lashley's in reasonable form. And when this match was booked, we had their Hell in the Cell match to get to sort of get excited about them following up on. We've got Xavier Woods' recent kind of flourishes against the likes of Riddle to sort of inform what we can expect from Woods and this pretty decent Kofi Kingston angle. Then that match was flushed away for the expense of a tag match and now we've got it back. So you would like to think they were kind of bubbling under with some decent ideas, at least fairly some surface level stuff um, for this match to help the Kofi Kingston story and now we're getting it. So yeah, I've got quite high hopes about this. I think this will be not only of a good standard of a match beyond the, I don't know, raw malaise that feeling where even when a match is good you kind of can't get excited because it's the raw effect 
I think it'll extend beyond that. And I've been given reason to have faith that the Kofi Kingston train will stay on the tracks so mm. close to the pay-per-view. This has been a good storyline, almost from beginning to where we are right now, especially considering that this started before Bobby Lashley's previous storyline and even finished. They have actually managed to like craft an overlapping arc and not yet kill or dash the babyface's hopes before a pay-per-view. It's like it's a bit of a collector's item in 2021. Yeah, I mean, looking at we're just talking about the Money in the Bank card now, what with Bianca and uh, Carmella being moved to, to Friday Night SmackDown. Five matches on this card, two of which, of course, the Money in the Bank ladder matches. And one, the dreadful Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair thing, which I, I don't think I'm going to give any time to on this podcast because I could <laughs> less. There is no salvaging that. Well, the other two title matches, WWE Championship and the Universal Championship, both seem to have relatively straightforward outcomes, but... Both have got me interested. Like both will probably get me on a pinfall on Sunday. And and that's credit to particularly Kofi and, and Bobby. And I suppose Bobby's willingness to to not look as dominant. You know, Kofi's got a victory over him in singles match, yes, with the Drew McIntyre caveat. And last week off the back of that, a, a victory in a tag match. Again, it's yeah, it's given a bit of agency to Kofi, isn't it? Yeah, WWE um, deserve a little bit of credit, I think, loath as we are sometimes to dish it out willy-nilly, but probably deserve a little bit of credit for, you know, they're mindful that Money in the Bank was going to be the first pay-per-view with fans, that it's a show that people have investment in the stakes of in terms of the ladder matches, at least. They've kind of come up with probably the two best possible B-show opponents. Money in the Bank is not traditionally a B-show anymore. I think it's the fifth of a big five in, in this company. However... It's not as big as SummerSlam and SummerSlam is the one that's around the corner. The calendar has made it so that this year, this is all very much to like tee up to this WrestleMania size SummerSlam. So it kind of is relegated by association to the big SummerSlam. Um, and yet in Edge and Kofi Kingston, you've got, as you say, even if you just, it's even if it's just chasing the dragon of two pinfalls rather than it being the whole match, I think they've done quite well to achieve that with both title matches. I have a lot of faith in the Kofi Kingston match on Sunday and have just as much faith as a result in this match banging tonight and the angle being being quite strong. It's taped as well. They're like, if it's rubbish, if it plays out and it's rubbish, do it again or do something else. Like, theoretically, as a taped show, the last one in this building, no less, like this, this should be one of the best roles of the year. Mm. Low, low bar, low bar, but like... <laughs> Should be. Just entertain the sadist in me. How is he going to really hurt Xavier Woods tonight? Oh, God. So he mashed his face up. He tried to, like, treat Xavier Woods like Play-Doh in a fun factory with a hell of a cell, <laughs> didn't he? Just squashing him in and making square cubes of his face with the, the, uh, the full Nelson up against the cage. I worry that whatever he does to Xavier Woods is going to happen as MVP holds Kofi Kingston and forces him to watch you know, like in response to kind of getting made a fool of in the tag match last week, MVP was the easy target for the new day. I could see MVP holding Kofi in a camel clutch or something as Xavier Woods is just ragdolled by Lashley in the full Nelson, flung across the ring, picked back up, flung again, side to side to side to side to side, effectively written out of being able to even help on Sunday. You know how celebratory it felt at the Survivor Series when Big E appeared on the ramp for... Kofi and Xavier and said, oh, tonight's the night, like, we're going to have this one night together. I wouldn't be surprised if they want to do that on Sunday and you have, like, a 
backstage vignette where Woods is saying, oh, it's going to be awesome. I was speaking to me on the phone and he's going to come out on the stage and join us for Sunday. It's a big night. It's going to be class. Like, you're going to win the big one, Kofi, and we're going to be there with you again. And then MVP and Lashley are going to stop Woods being able to do that. They're going to take him out of being able to bring the New Day together to generate this sense of Kofi Mania too. I love that. And uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a case of Bobby Lashley wins the match, refuses to re- release the hurt lock. Uh, Kofi maybe runs down, goes to climb in the ring, but just gets clobbered on the back. And I know that it's sort of been weakened by all of the weapons things for the last 10 years. But if he got hit across the back with that cane, especially if MVP's loaded it, perhaps, got himself a solid concrete cane or something and no one realises. Yeah, take him out, have him be selling his back and having to force to watch on. And then, like you say, ragdoll him. And I'd, considering what they've done recently, and I know people will say, oh, you know, it's not realistic or anything like that. Use a bit of tr- camera trickery. I'd have him choke slam him through the table, but from the ring. Because you can mm. do it. Because you're not, you, it's not live. You've, got, you've pre-taped it. You've had a lot of time. You do the shot of him being thrown. You've obviously got loads of crash pads knocking about. Big old noise through the table. And then Xavier and just a just a mangled old mess. I don't want to do that for real, obviously. A, because it's incredibly dangerous. And I keep booking these things that can never physically happen. And B, because I really like Xavier Woods. No, like crash pads are good and they help. And why not use them if you can? I've thought of another one as well. You know how um, Brock taped Rey Mysterio to the stretcher and then swung him into the post while he was on the stretcher. Have like pipe in newdayrocks.wav and have Bobby Lashley throw a taped down Xavier Woods into the crowd in the Thunderdome. Just have him disappear behind the wall of Zoom call faces. <laughs> like He hits a few, they do that little camera trickery where like a spark goes up like that and then he just drops to the ground and you can't even see him below that lower row of screens. I'd absolutely, yeah, I'd, I'd spend this show smashing the place up. You don't need it anymore. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and we'll get to maybe more of that on the Falls Count Anywhere match. Before that, though, I want to talk to you about the title match that we got this evening. Ah, nowhere. US Championship being defended. Sheamus versus Humberto Carrillo. Why am I worried that this is just going to go to a non-finish and then immediately be hoid on the pay-per-view? Mm, not a bad shout, that. I, it's... A little bit of this looks like um, a shock, in inverted commas, title change, doesn't it? It looks like the sort of thing where Sheamus has been dodging, you know, this character, which I don't really like, and I don't think it's, like, really suits Sheamus, but this idea that he's been ducking competitors and dodging title fights and things like that. And he's finally in one, finally recovered from his injuries, but he's, like, underestimated Humberto Carrillo, and Humberto Carrillo wins the title, flash victory sort of thing, and you do the rematch at Money in the Bank. It's an easy, you know, way to set up something for, that suddenly has a renewed vigour. Um, your method is maybe as, if not more likely, <laughs> like to, to get us there to watch this again. Uh, all I can say is that it, I wish it wasn't happening on Rocks. I think I'd rather watch it on a pay-per-view. The worst thing about some of the amazing wrestlers that WWE has on its roster is that television so often complicates the ability to do what they do best, whether it be because of adverts, whether it be because of angles, or just because of the fact that on Raw and SmackDown especially, the control of the matches is so apparent. Like, the formula that they have to follow is so clear. Because whatever they're doing, at some point Raw's got to roll on, but at some point the commentators have got to switch gear, and then you're not really told to care about that. Whereas it appeared for you, you are. I think I want to watch Sheamus versus Humberto Carrillo. I just don't want to watch it on this show. 
Yeah, it's a show with a lot of matches on it, like you say. And if we are going to go to a non-finish, which I, I think they are, I think they're going to hoy two more matches on Money in the Bank tonight with the tag match and this going on. Um, but if you are going to do that, why not have, you know, jumpstart the match if you need to and have Umberto Carrillo clearly on a bit of a tear, hit some huge moves, one of which involves Sheamus's face, and have him just roll to the outside and be like, oh, no, my face, my... Mm. If you're going to do this, you know, character, which we're not fans of, are we? They had they the Sheamus thing nailed and they've kind of ruined that. But still, if you're going to do that, have him, oh, God, no, my face, no, I can't. I Sorry, I've got... I'm going to walk to the back. And then just have Postman Pierce admonish him and say, it's not that easy. you got a title match. You know, don't don't go 15 minutes and then just do a, a, a count oh, out. God, no. Yeah. No, I can't, that's the thing. If you get... Yeah, if you're going to do it, don't waste any more of my time hmm. while you're doing it because I, by then I'll just resent the combination I'll, and I, I think it'll be impossible to feel hyped for uh, for Sunday. Uh, right, let's go to another rematch on Monday Night Raw. It's Ricochet versus John Morrison. Uh, a falls count anywhere match just because Ricochet really can't get that whole keep it in the ring thing down. Um, this, A, is going to be really good. First and first and foremost, is going to be really good. Ricochet and John Morris in the last couple of weeks, I thought have had some really, really entertaining matches. They've just been undercut completely by the, well, maybe not even the result in the first one because him doing that mad dive to the outside made a lot of sense. But then mm. Ricochet losing the second one, yeah, because the Miz put his wheelchair in front of him. Dumb, dumb stuff. <laughs> so I think give, Rick, give Ricochet maybe some something back here. He needs something to get as we momentum as we head towards money in the bank. And as I said, smash up the Thunderdome. Yeah. Um, a couple of things here. It's generous, but I'll, I'll go as far to say they have just about justified a reason for a false count anyway match. As you say, the wheelchair one last week is for the want of a better phrase, pushing it, but the dive that generated all the viral attention from Ricochet to John Morrison onto the, the floor behind behind the barricade. Um, that certainly was worthy of something. And, and here we are. Um, a match where, like, theoretically, the ring can no longer contain Ricochet, so he's not going to have to worry about those constraints. He's going to win the match, and he's going to win the feud, I guess, without it. And as well, um, so Ricochet's in Money in the Bank, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And this is a, a sort of it's a, it's an opportunity of the strange kind. Theoretically... In order to deliver on people's expectations of a false count anywhere match, in what you say, the last match in the Thunderdome, he's got to do some damage to himself. <laughs> he's got to like take risks that are really going to hurt him. But in the olden days, and I'm hastening to add in the olden days because I just don't know if these are those days ever again, a match like this on the go-home show would be used explicitly to put somebody over as a contender for Sunday. So you picture Ricochet doing the wildest of spots. I don't know. Jumping off one of the Zoom calls and hitting his double rotation salt for just for example, but it could be anything. It's ricochet. There's nothing he can't do in that building. You know, he, John Morrison as well, to be fair, likes his parkour. So between the pair of them, it, like makes your eyes boggle to think of what they could assemble in there. But Ricochet gets this win, wins a fairly tepid TV feud. But the commentators put him over in such a way as they show endless slow motion looping replays of the awesome things he's done to say, look at this. This man's in a ladder match. How can anybody touch this guy in a ladder match? You know, like, it's just, 
it's such an opportunity to do a bit of a fireworks display for how awesome Ricochet is, how he's a one-off of a human being. Mm. And yet a little bit of me honestly worries that what they'll do instead is do a, a mocking of Linda McMahon standing up from the wheelchair and the Miz revealing that he's fine and Miz and Morrison getting the win and Ricochet being made a mug off. Like, that'll be what the force count anywhere thing will be used for. They'll be having this pretty courageous battle. John Morrison won't have cheated. And then the Miz will appear from nowhere in the wheelchair and stand up from it, rise up from it, and skull-crushing finale ricochet onto some concrete or something, and that'll be it. I hope not. Again, it's taped. They can um, shoot around or edit anything. This needs. This is, in essence, the last great no-crowd stunt show for WWE. This is it. Friday is television again. Sunday is a pay-per-view. With whatever happens in that ladder match, it's not going to be with crash mats. You know, like, the game is back as we knew it. Get silly, but make it count would be my hope for this. Honestly, I mean, I'm in Friday mood already here, Hamlet, because I'm exactly on board with you here in terms of, let's get silly, because... <laughs> Bollocks! It's the done the Thunderdome. We've got fans back. It's probably not still yeah. not 100% safe. I still feel quite uncomfortable that I'm out of it. But it doesn't matter. It's happening. So let's go all out. I think, like you say, go all over the place with this. Mad flippy bollocks from both men, obviously. Parkour stuff. Obviously it's parkour, John Morrison. Do all <laughs> that. And then, do you know what I do? I've, I've had this visual, right? I think Rick Shea should get the victory. I'm not going to concern myself too much in how that comes about. Yeah, again, mad flippy bollocks, false count anywhere. But in the midst of all this, I completely agree because I was just Googling as you were talking about then, The Miz, because I heard, I read something, sorry, on social media yesterday, a couple of days ago about him being involved in the softball game. Like he's obviously clearly not ready to compete, uh, mm. you know, properly, but he's obviously able to stand up from the images I've just seen on WWE.com, for example. For example. Um, so, yeah, I'd have... Uh, ricochet with Morrison laid out in amongst the, the, the TV screens and Miz goes he rolls out, no, no he can't do that, he can't do that wheels himself up to him get, let's get the drip stick, we've already had it now, I know it been it was snapped or whatever it was last week but they, it's cheap you can make another one gone for $60 or something right, squares it at Ricochet who flips out of the way oh no, water and electricity they don't mix <laughs> big explosions uh, like you say uh every, all within reason all like you say utilize the fact that you've got this taped sparks fly everywhere oh no what's that the mrs wheelchair cell fire and if <laughs> you want to keep it safe just have his wheels be on fire okay because then they can do some funny stuff on twitter and oh he must be going faster in that wheelchair his wheels are on fire oh hat, 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 hat. and he stands up oh no busted and then ricochet hit <laughs> Who cares? I don't know. It feels like a SmackDown preview, this mad stuff we're spouting. I just want people to know that for the last month, when Adam Wilborn was saying it's coming home on all those videos, the it was WWE and home was to crowds. That's what he was referring <laughs> to this whole time. And uh, now we're at that point. Here's a little taster of what you're going to miss and you're never going to get again. <laughs> the Mrs. Wheelchair is on fire. Oh, no. <laughs> Bring Bring back the pandemic, IMO. <laughs> oh, let's move on. Oh, I just remembered someone, I think it was Sitch pointed out, uh, when we were talking about uh, you know, fans returning, someone tweeted a while back, 
going to be a shame when fans are back, so Bailey can't take over all those screens. You're an absolute idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Anyway, uh, lots more matches to talk about tonight. Uh, let's talk about the two Tag teams that are in matches, but they're in singles competition. It's AJ Styles versus Ivar and Big George almost in uh, his first singles match. Yes, I believe so. Against Eric. Um, I feel like we can talk about these together because they're probably going to lead to a tag team title match down the line, if not on Sunday. Christ, they could lead to a tag team match without, without the belts tonight. <laughs> they could be pair like they could have the first one and pair the second one into a tag match. Um, yeah, like it's fine. It's fine. It is. Um, it's functional, it, which is way beyond how do we normally book as tag teams. So again, it's going to sound like a generous take, but like good, fair enough. You split the teams up. We're going to have singles matches um, of wildly differing quality, but I'm not not interested. You know, mm. AJ and Ivar is what it is. Uh, it would be rubbish, but it's not the thing we're going to be talking about. Probably is it. If, I, if you had to pick between matches, you would skip for the five-star review review. It's like Styles and Ivar, because you want to see what Omos and Eric can yeah. do. It's going to be weird. It's And again, it's taped. They have the advantage of being able to uh, like stop and cut and go back and do things again. You know, mm-hmm. that like some of the editing has been pretty shonky when they've tried to do that this like in the last sort of year and a half. But for all we know, there's been a lot more matches that have been touched up on the sly or, you know, just tweaked here or there just to deal with a couple of dodgy spots and this could be great for Omos. I was slightly concerned about the 
last AJN almost tag where it felt like, oh God, even giving him two more things than the stuff he did at WrestleMania has exposed him slightly. So they've walked it back ever since. And what I want tonight is the giant to just ever so slightly be rattled by the strength of the Viking Raiders. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be him getting knocked off his feet or I don't know, you know, like when it would be in the Hogan days, like power slam. So I don't need to see the big move done on him yet, but it's, it'd be good to see him rattled. It'd be good. Sell me, just sell me that fight. Sell me the idea that you've got this team that theoretically can't be stopped because Big Jord is big, but then the Viking Raiders have figured it out because they're no small men themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, exactly. have, have AJ Styles be taken out of the running for just a second and then do something to almost that just makes him look ever slightly rattled. It just, like, basics, basics, fundamentals and all that, but, like, honestly, just give me the tiniest bit of doubt of the result of this eventual tag team title match. And I don't honestly think people will be asking for much more than that. No, exactly. Uh, what I, anyhow, I, I, it, it's a means to an end this, so it doesn't really matter. Your sense is going to be shenanigans in and around this. Uh, like you say, you just need something to just plant that seed of doubt in not necessarily the audience's mind, but in, like you say, in Omos's mind, who just thinks he's just, he's runaway freight train who can't really be stopped. What I might do is have, because you can't pin Omos, you can pin AJ Styles. He is Teflon, in my opinion, now to, to defeats because it's AJ and he's just established now. So what I'd probably do is have Omos and Eric first. And that is where, like you say, some huge, either a show of strength or like you say, just, just getting the big man off of his feet, maybe. Uh, has him worried. And that's when AJ Styles runs down and, Causes a distraction or just gives Omos that split second to recover so he can beat Eric. And then later on, Omos goes to return the favor, but he gets, I don't know, a turkey leg for his troubles. And a Ivar pins AJ. And whether or not they they hoy this on the pay-per-view on Sunday or 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 maybe maybe next Monday with, with fans, they seem to be doing that a lot with title matches. It just reiterate the point of like, it's all well and good having Big Jordan in your corner. But if AJ Styles gets pinned, he, both of them lose the title sort of thing. Just just mm, reiterate yeah. that point. Because I don't know necessarily that it's time for AJ and almost to drop those titles. But yeah, you've got to really remind everyone the threat that is Eric and Ivar and how much they are, I suppose, more of a team rather than just a little guy telling a big guy what to do. Yeah, I think like it's there was always going to be, uh, not I don't want to say shelf life, but there was going to be significant limitations to this AJ Styles and Omos team, unless you've got a little bit flexible with either what you could do or what could be done to him. So this is, they should see this as an opportunity. And the Viking Raiders, for all that they kind of disappeared off the map for a long time and the Viking experience debacle, <laughs> that sort of stuff, they are of a standard that it will kind of get the champions over should they retain. Mm. I, I think it's a not insignificant win for AJ and Omos and it's too often results feel meaningless I don't think this result will feel meaningless if they actually get it they're on the verge of a half decent pay-per-view standard tag team title match here I hope they don't ruin it I mentioned this is the go-home show for Money in the Bank and there's a few uh, of the men's Money in the Bank competitors in action on the women's side of things we have a fatal four-way match tonight it is I've unplugged the device that sits in my room and records everything I say hi Jeff uh, it is Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross or Nikki Ash almost a superhero uh, versus Naomi versus Asuka 
momentum going into Sunday. Oh, Michael Hamlet, could tonight be the big return we were all hoping for? <laughs> oh, my God. I said the hit that was coming home was WWE, and it turned out it was that sound effect. <laughs> um, no, no, it's not going to be Lily coming home tonight. I'm sorry. Um, two, There's two winners in this match, and they're massive losers. <laughs> Of course they are. <laughs> it's Nikki uh, Ash because they inexplicably for me pinned her. You know she's yeah. uh, like the superhero commitment. You're really nice about this on the Raw review. We all think it's a bit stupid. You are allowed. You have made it very clear on the review, and I think it's important for like our listeners to understand this as well. You are absolutely allowed to think it's a nice thing that she has had this idea. And it's grown into something and she's really behind it. And there's probably going to be a lot of lovely things that spin off from it. And maybe kids might like it. And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe nice is just nice, basically. And that's possibly what's happening here. And also think it makes her look an idiot and it's going to be booked into the ground. And WWE is not a nice company. So nice things can't really grow before their heads are cut off or something like that. It can be both. Yeah. And we're in that stage at the moment there where we're trying to judge exactly where this character sits. However, it lost last week. Superhero, the almost superhero, was defeated last week. So or, already the kind of legitimacy of this character actually doing something for Nikki Cross has been brought into question. So a win is needed soon. I kind of don't think they'll go with the for money in the bank, barring a late in the day um, sort of like zap to Vince McMahon's brain where he just changes his mind on the original <laughs> plan. I kind of don't think they'll go with it. So she could win tonight. Or Naomi could win tonight because Naomi has been well squandered yet again let's mm. be honest Lana was fired it's not like that team was very good to begin with but when the one thing you've kind of got going on is cut in half by a sacking and then you're kind of putting a match like this almost I guess in a condescending fashion you know in a way to say like ruffle the hair and be like oh you're doing good when everybody's watching every week knows full well she's not doing good she's knowing you know she's nowhere near the achievement level she'll be getting ask her in all honesty, probably needs a break from television. And Alexa Bliss, I would say, is one of the heavy favourites to win mm-hmm. on Sunday. So for my mind, you go with Nikki Ash on Naomi to win. But we all know what's happening here. That mm-hmm. phrase, build momentum, has never meant less. So a win here will not build momentum. It will just give one of them a night where the, the image on WWE.com is of them with that arm in the air. Um, and it'll still be sat on the floor looking like they stole one. So mm-hmm. it won't even look that victorious. Yeah, uh, I'm going to apologise in advance for our Raw review tomorrow because I, I had the exact same thought of they're, they're 100% giving the win here to, to Nikki Ash and then she's going to cut some promo backstage and say, like, maybe, maybe, any, maybe any, anything's possible, you know. Maybe mm. I'll take flight on Sunday and, and snatch that briefcase out of the air and it's going to be filled with all this excitement and positivity. And I guarantee I'm going to sum it up tomorrow by going, she said some bollocks about winning money in the bank. We all know that's not happening. Uh, so <laughs> what did you make of it? Like, that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, and I just hope, I just hope maybe, maybe we get some moment with Lily or this might be the bit where they decide to in, inevitably, inexcusably, I'd say actually, do that thing where someone gets a ladder and grabs the briefcase. Like that means anything. Like, oh, oh I've got the briefcase. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. There's seven other people that are going to be stopping you on Sunday, though. So, oh, uh, uh, hang on. We know this match is already happening. It's already taped. It's actually announced. It's not something they need an opening segment to set up. 
what about if they have an opening segment where all four women are sitting on ladders? Oh, God. Cutting oh. promos. It is the, tonight is the night because because it's taped. Nikki's going to get up there and be like, you see, that's just what I'm going to do on Sunday. And then she's going to reach up. But it's it's no briefcases anymore. It's bloody Lily. What's going on? <laughs> it's the Miz. He's hanging <laughs> up there. Wheelchairs on fire, and the wheels are Catherine wheels. <laughs> um, before we conclude by talking about uh, another man in the Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, let's talk about Riddle. I've said this last two weeks, and it's been two weeks, which is conspicuous. Uh, is Randy Orton popping back in tonight? To say hey, good luck on Sunday, Riddle. I'll be uh, I'll be watching from ringside or something. Well, I don't know because I haven't seen the lateral flow test of you. It's not an ideal, is it? Like, considering where we were at in the storyline and then a mysterious and unannounced fortnight absence from television. You mean the uh, lateral bro, bro test, surely? <laughs> the lateral RKO test. <laughs> That's what he's going to get smashed with at the pay-per-view. I don't know. I don't know. Like, if it's me and any of our suspicions are even remotely correct, keep my television a little bit longer. Like, I don't know. I've, I've just remembered. I've just realised what they're going to do. Riddle, what? Riddle, what's your thing? I'm a thick stoner. Got it. Right. Okay. Tonight, <laughs> Randy's going to show back up. Right. And uh, he's going to go, oh, hey, Randy. Uh, how, how have you been? Uh, wh- wh- why weren't you here the last two weeks? And he'll go, I'm positive. Thanks, bro. I'm positive for Sunday, too. Cool. See you later. That's That's what's going to happen. God, that is it. That is so nailed on. That's it. Like, how did you know, Randy? Well, uh, I lost my taste. I lost my smell. I heard voices in my head. They talked to me. They understand. They counseled me. Oh, yeah, that was the three symptoms I had to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly the same. That's inspired. Whoa. I can, I can, I can hear that dialogue coming you lost, out. You last you said your taste and smell and you heard voices. You need to let me know your dealer, man. I, uh, <laughs> that's some good stuff. It's gonna Do you get be- it? Do you get it? I honestly sometimes when we do this we have we have a laugh here you don't have to be mad mad to work at what culture but it helps um we have a laugh right but sometimes I write segments like this or pitch things to you and I think is that like talent from me like you know being good at my- <laughs> it's rotted my brain so much that I can go oh no they're dumb enough to write something like that <laughs> he's just like yeah I got um I got you know what 19. I don't know about you know what 420. <laughs> <laughs> Young people know what we're talking about. Right. Let's talk about the, the take stop silliness now. You know, it's yeah. an important time of year. This it's the go home show and every pay-per-view. So the final question I want to ask you, Michael Hamplet. Could Drew McIntyre get his sword back? <laughs> <laughs> Just... Oh man. He talks about momentum earlier on. Can he get any of that back before crowds return? Because I think he's got the his look, hasn't he? Like all the ce- sort of the celebratory mood around the fact that after a pretty miserable year in 2020, Drew McIntyre had survived the undulating pressures of a WWE main event and to become a proper made man, a real top line guy. And then he gets his WrestleMania match with the easiest of stories to tell. Crowd of social distance, but the crowd are there. He loses clean, pretty much. Like, and then the crowds disappear off again, and it's like not long, not long, not long. It's like oh, I see what they've done. I get it. They're kind of they're just keeping the title on Bobby a little bit longer to give him the belt back at the last possible second. Oh no, Bobby's gotten pretty over. We're kind of bored <laughs> of this. Crowds are back. What? What do you think, Drew? Well, nothing because they've taken my fucking sword. <laughs> like, 
the winner gets a sword. I already know as well. I, I don't know. They're going to do that awful Jinder Mahal thing that will give me flashbacks to the. She's going to come over again, funny faces. You know when they like go. <laughs> It's, it's not funny, but the heel thinks it's funny. They've been doing it a lot on SmackDown uh, recently. Mm. Jinder's going to send one of his minions or just some bloke with a big box that says, look, I know what I did was out of order last week. Here's your sword back. Opens it up. That's a kid sword, Jinder. I got that from a shop. You know what it is, don't you? You're right. The big box, but it's not a sword, is it? It's a guitar. He wants to get the band back together, doesn't he? That was the whole point of last week. People got what they wanted. Like, we used to be friends. We both became WWE champions at the same time, sort of. I've got a bike. (laughs) We'll just do bike stuff like we used to. He thinks it's going to be the sword. It's going to be a guitar. Uh, I, I hate this, and I hated it before it existed. Because I hated it a year ago when people were pitching before Jinder very and like unfortunately we don't like injuries when he came back and then just before he got injured again, people use like the week of television that he returned to to be like, well, as I do McIntyre's WrestleMania opponent, so I don't know. Like they they couldn't <laughs> wait to race to Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal, and I do not like or respect people's thirst for this feud. So I, I like. He will get his sword back because, as we all know, it's Vince McMahon's real sword. And God forbid if that doesn't make it on television every week, he would have just can't. But uh, but I, I hate this because the matches are going to be so boring. Jinder you know, Hall is like it's rubbish. Bless him. I'd take the title if I was given it as well. I'd keep it for as long as I could. He looks class. He's looked class for years. Man's jacked. But like, watch one of his matches. Yeah. Fantasy book something from when you've watched one of his matches. You need the to watch the same match he has every time. That's <laughs> the reason we don't see her and be like, well, uh, I know there's nothing announced. You know, there's like, not like this week. There's nothing announced for all, but we're going to try and cobble together a few things. Humphrey, what have you got in mind for Elias? Nothing, Wilborn. I don't want to watch it. Like, <laughs> same same applies. So you have you have asked me the Drew McIntyre bit without mentioning Jinder Mahal's name. Mm. That's how little interest we've got in the match. He's nicked his sword. <laughs> I've just I've just looked at the money in the bank match and I think I'm gonna bet my house on Big E winning because I'm looking through this and going, Oh, every person every other person's gonna get distracted when they're at the top of the ladder. So Ricochet and John Morrison will be up there, dripstick, fall off, go through six tables or something. Riddle, obviously, RK RK Broad, uh, Drew McIntyre is going to be at the top of a ladder with a briefcase for a, uh, a, a match for the world title at any possible moment. That's wrong. Jinder Mahal's going to come out waving his sword, and Drew McIntyre's going to go. Oh, never mind. Never mind their world contract, world title. I, I want my sword back. Uh, Kevin Owens, as uh, Sami Zayn's going to come back and cost him. King Nakamura, as uh, Sad Corbin's going to cost him. Seth Rollins, well, some bollocks with uh, Edge or something. Biggie's the only one who's going to just just wait at ringside with his foot in that spar, and then go. Well, it looks like it's my time to win then, and just walk up there and grab it because he's the only one. Unless Pat McAfee, former spar buddy of Big E, suddenly turns on him. He's the only person who's going to win that match. What a load of bollocks this is. But I tell you what, for a final, what's going to happen question for this podcast, this was an absolute dream last week. I pierced my foot on a spar. No, I, I sword stuff. Let's have, like, you know, when you're a kid and you pretended you would be stabbed by having a sword trapped between under your armpit between your arm and your chest. Just have Veer and Shanky doing that. Oh, got you. My turn, my turn. And then, like, like your kids sort of, like, kind of grassing. Ginger, let me have a go with the sword. Veer's had it for an hour. Sh- Shanky, give him the sword. Like, just, I 
Bits sword stuff. Do you know what? Maybe it's because it's the last one, and then it's going to get good again. When Raw was great a few years ago. <laughs> but I'm actually genuinely really looking forward to this Monday Night Raw because I'm like, right, well, they have they have to start trying after this one, and on this one, anything goes because it's been taped. So in theory, anything is possible. I'm looking forward to it. Let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw tonight. We'll have a laugh regardless tomorrow on the Raw Review. At What Culture WWE. What I say, you can follow both of us on Twitter. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. As I said, you'll get the Raw Review on there tomorrow. And available right now is our SmackDown review uh, of uh, last week's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But this has been the Raw preview ahead of the Money in the Bank Go Home show. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. 